Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. David Soto Toro, who was ran over by a Los Angeles sanitation truck. Elizabeth, who died from frost conditions in Sherman Oaks. Alan, who died of natural causes. Christopher Schumann, unsolved murder. Maria, natural causes. Gustavo Astoy, Natural Causes. Mia, a young trans woman, got run over by a car and died from complications. Danny, Sepsis. Can You See Me by Theo Henderson. People walk by me while I'm filled with pain. I've been running so long to find an escape from the literal and figurative rain. Excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but do you see me? I see how you read me. Naked hatred and fears, when I leave this earthly sphere, there will be no shedding of tears. You may not realize that you erased me. You walk past me fast in fear and disgust, so you can't see me. It haunts me how you will remember me. The world watched me die only to be remembered in a lie. Cruelty and disinterest is my sad reward. Watch the fear and hate when I move forward. Living unhoused is not free. 24-7 work on survival and trauma plagues me. How will you accept me? This has been, for me, the land of the free. That thought stays with me. Until I go to my grave, this will still haunt me. Welcome back to Weed In House. I'm your host, Theo Henderson. 
I'm very excited about the responses I got from my relaunch and first episode. I received an incredible amount of positive responses and feedback, and I thank you for the kind words and encouragement and support. Thank you, MD, for your heartfelt words especially. In addition, I want to thank everyone who reached out to me to submit names for today's episode. Let me toss out a number to get your thoughts and reaction. 1,692. Car mileage, perhaps? Calorie counting for holiday overindulgence. The truth is, it's not even close. 1,692 is the number of unhoused people who perished in 2022 in Los Angeles County. In human terms, that's 1,692 sons, daughters, parents, and grandparents. Possible musicians, inventors, dancers, bodybuilders, explorers, you name it. This episode aims to reignite your empathy and motivate you to see them. A grand goal of mine is to have a big march on Washington with Can You See Me memorials being the focus. This number, 1,692, is a drop in a very large ocean of unhoused deaths around the country. I caution our listeners against carceral, empty solutions such as tiny sheds and inside safe horror show. The Los Angeles mayor's metaphor building the airplane while still flying is a poor metaphor. Mayor Karen Bass fails to realize that a crash is inevitable with no survivors. There are no easy solutions but permanent supportive housing that is not carceral. There is an African proverb that says you die twice, one where you die physically, the second when no one remembers your name. Hence, this is what inspired me to create the memorial. In 2021, I witnessed an incredible amount of indifference and callousness when an unhoused man passed away in Little Tokyo, Los Angeles. His name is lost to the sands of time, but not his impact on the community. I wrote the poem out of the spirit of the indifference that was generated. The poem was the impetus for the City Hall event, which invited people from all over the city to come and pay homage and respect for the people who have passed away. Recently, we have been shocked by international indifference and depravity and rightfully have protested and mourned the untold number of deaths that are occurring. They are being seen, and space is being set aside. Yet, six unhoused people perish a day, and it continues to register barely a murmur of concern except for the banshee wails for criminalization of the unhoused community. Collectively, we can do better, and we do not have to choose between each injustice in the vain spirit of oppression Olympics. It is my hope that this episode and events opens up the conversation in other places. Other cities reached out and were grateful and attended the memorial. Places such as San Diego and Long Beach, among others, have joined us in Los Angeles to share in our collective grief. To give you an idea what it feels like to be there, here's a section of the memorial taken from last year. Today I want to remember Jennifer. We called her Hyper. She lived in Hollywood. 
also remember Thaddeus. Thaddeus was a, a young, beautiful person of color, and he was so intelligent. And I live when I lived on Schrader and Selma, every day I would look forward to seeing Thaddeus and having this deep, intelligent conversation with him because he looked like he never paid attention, but he knew everything. And um, Thaddeus liked to drink, and one day some a, a silver Porsche pulled up with someone that was dressed in scrubs, and they gave Thaddeus a drink in an apple juice bottle, and they said, hey, take a drink, and I'm going to take a photo, but don't tell anyone, this is a reality show, and Thaddeus died in his sleep that night, poisoned. Mm. Also, Hyper, Hyper was a female veteran, Jennifer, and she lived in the streets for years, and Hyper went to uh, the Schrader bridge home, and they screwed her around for months, and then um, she got kicked out of the bridge home. She was very heavy. She had a lot of health issues. She was a veteran. She was a female. And they gave her a house. And shortly before they moved in, they snatched it away from her. And she had no one to advocate. And my daughter took Hyper to her house for a couple of weeks because Hyper couldn't do anything for herself. She was very, very ill. She, she had to be bathed. She had to be helped to the toilet. And then she told my daughter one afternoon, I, I don't want to be a burden. You have to take me back to the streets. And my daughter took her back to the streets, and she died within, like, five hours on the street. She had a chance. And these fucking people didn't step up when they, she had the chance to have that key. And, and, and absolutely, you don't put someone in a house and not give them services. Even my own child, I said to her caseworker, what do you give her a house to have a nice day? No, we have to have hands on, we have to hold hands. We didn't hold Hyper's hand, and Hyper died in the streets, a veteran that we, that we should honor. Thank you, Hyper. I want to say that this is the work, right? This group right here, doing the work, we humanize folks, that this city has double, triple, quadruple downs on dehumanizing. We have addressed our largest crisis with sanitation and police for so long, for so long, that folks now see those human beings as criminal trash. And that's because of the city, it's because of the county, it's because of the state. It's an absolute failure at all levels of government. So coming together for moments like this, thank you, Theo, to remember the humanity of folks. You know, going out every weekend, J-Town Action, I'm so impressed with what you have grown here in Little Tokyo. It's, I, I remember saying to Theo like a year ago, my gosh, it's like a farmer's market. Like it's just, it's beyond beautiful. But what, what it's doing is making connections for folks who live in the area to remember that these are human beings. And I'm sad to say that that's what we need to be doing. And we need to be doing it all the time. This morning at Cody L's house, most of the neighbors were on our side, but the three who weren't. The man looked at me and said, I don't care about any of this. And I said, you got, that's absolutely correct, you don't. And that's why we're here. That's why there are people living on the street because people like you in your house don't care. And so I'm just grateful. I think the reclaimers are the future. You know, we're done. We're done waiting for Section 8 vouchers. We're done waiting to put people in houses. 
There's lots of houses, folks. It's time to put people in them. So let's join the reclaimers. You know, when they get those eviction notices, I'm going to be there every single day. Again, thank you, Theo. It's a beautiful honoring that you do and long overdue that everybody in the city doesn't take part in it. Right. Thank you to those speakers, Mama Cat and Gina. Remember me. When it's cold, dark, and you don't see me anymore, remember me. Life has been unkind to me, and I suffered silently. I've tried and escaped in the ways you and others can see, and you found me but you didn't see me. On your way to your life's obligations, yet you didn't see me under the coroner's sheet. 1,500 of us have left this cold and empty place, leaving others to carry on in this empty rat race, only to have no one to remember me. Today on this day, Homeless Remembrance Day, what things will you do The people out here are cold, poor, and suffering. This part is true. The world continues and refuses to see, and sadly won't remember me. The voice you heard reading might sound familiar. That's Martha Esqueda, who we spoke to in our last episode about her work as a reclaimer activist. The piece is called Remember Me, another poem I wrote. In today's episode, we're going to speak with people who had relationships with members of the unhoused community and discuss the impact of their passing away. This is Weedy Unhoused, and we'll be right back. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome back to We In House. I'm your host, Theo Henderson. When we left off, we discussed the origins of Can You See Me Memorial, the need for the memorial, and what could be done to keep the momentum going. Let's listen into the memories from people who have lost loved ones due to the war on the unhoused. Our first guest is Cindy with J-Town Action Solidarity. In the studio, this is Cindy. And Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a uh, organizer with J-Town Action and Solidarity. We're an anti-gentrification grassroots group organizing in Little Tokyo in Los Angeles, California. Um, and we see the issue of anti-gentrification being more than just rising rents. Um, we see that intricately co- connected to the um, houselessness crisis that we're facing today. Because gentrification r- raises rents, because it kicks out businesses, because it destroys communities, what happens to the people who are in those situations? They become unhoused. So, yeah. We uh, have had a lot of unhoused deaths in the last few years. In particular, last year it went up at least 20%. I dare say it would probably be the same, a little bit higher this year. But we are going to take a moment to remember or ask, do you have any experience of any of the unhoused community members that you would like to speak on? Unfortunately, I have um, a few people who come to mind when I think about um, unhoused members of the community, my neighbors who have passed. A few people come to mind. I want to talk about Mo um, first. So J-Town Action and Solidarity, we um, are primarily um, started to support an encampment at Toriyumi Plaza at the corner of First and Judge Iso in Little Tokyo. After a large sweep that swept the entire encampment, there was a, a, a series of smaller encampments that were set up on the sidewalk here um, because people need somewhere to be. Um, and that's where some um, some folks chose uh, to set up their, their homes. Um, and so Mo was a gentleman who had set up his home there. Um, and I got to know him because we had um, to face sweeps every week, or he did, and, and I 
um, in a show of solidarity, went to go help him and the, and the folks that are over there, make sure that their stuff didn't get trashed, um, their personal belongings, that kind of thing. And so we spent a lot of time together because we were just waiting for the city to show up to perform their, their very deadly sweeps. And, you know, in that time, we got to talking and we found, unsurprisingly, that we had a lot in common. He and I had a very similar relationship, but from opposite sides. Um, he was estranged from his daughter, and I am estranged from my father. And so we had a really interesting ongoing conversation around what it means to forgive and what it means to be forgiven. And I think he and I both, I certainly at least walked away, you know, reconsidering that relationship and, and understanding my father a little bit better. And so I'm always going to be grateful that that was, um, you know, someone that I, I was able to, to have that experience with. Um, and then, uh, unfortunately, he decided that um, this location that he was in, um, where I got to know him, was no longer where he wanted to set up. He wound up moving to another location, and I, you know, didn't hear from him in about six months. And I found out about six months later that the week after he moved out, um, it's actually about to be a year um, from today, uh, about a week after he moved, he, he had passed um, from a uh, medical issue. So that was... Um, that was heartbreaking that like a, a week after I had lost touch with him, he was gone. And that's that's it. And there was obviously no con uh, reconnection or way to reunify. And it's one of the things that I also had uh, mentioned earlier was uh, Shorty and Sonny and the relationships and the the impact that the families had on each individual ones or did not have. Um is there any other people you would like to talk on? Yeah, I would love to talk about Sonny and Shorty. Um, those two were such characters. I mean, they they were set up in the encampment before um, the the larger sweep swept them out. They were here for um, a few years. Um, so we do a power up. J Town Action does a, a power up every Saturday, and we used to set up on the corner there, and um, that's where. Uh, uh, Sonny used to have his spot and he at one point had set up uh, like a whole living room situation he had a sofa he had like a bedside or like a was that a side table and he just like was like it looked like he was just enjoying his like Saturday afternoon there and even though we're like we are here every week Sonny you have to move your stuff he's like oh okay 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 mm -hmm. and so um, it was you know it's not all like sad memories it's not all sweeps and, and certainly that was um, a very um, it was very comical just seeing those two they were like best friends um, and polar opposites polar opposites <laughs> like shorty like pretty affable like uh, you know he he was always wearing something, some new fashion, um, which was, I always thought was very impressive, what he was able to pull together, kind of the outfits. Sonny, very sullen. He kind of had a hunchback, but he would, you know, he made a very few words, but um, towards the end, um, before, or in the end, um, right before he passed, um, he, uh, you know, started to share with us at Power Up from his, from his bounty he was able to share. And that was really lovely to see that he was willing to, to share with us. And unfortunately, after the large sweep, they, they, they were some of the folks that moved onto the sidewalk there. Um, they were affected by the weekly sweeps that happened, the Care Plus sweeps, or as the city calls them, the Care Plus cleanups or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, they are you know, at the end of the day, they're sweeps, they're deadly, they, they kill. And we saw that because one Thursday, 
they took all of Sonny's stuff, um, saying that it would be at the bin. Meanwhile, um, you know, whoever told him that was lying or was misinformed, they threw all of Sonny's stuff away, including cash, including IDs, including family pictures, things that are, uh, things that are important, important and like essential, right? Like if there is an opportunity, all those things are necessary. You need to have your ID. You need to have the cash that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And like the ephemera of your life, the the pictures of your family, the things that like make you who you individually are, mm-hmm. you can't just throw that away. But yeah, those things were gone. And within a few weeks after that, um, both Sunny and Shorty had passed and and within 24 hours of each other, we um, have this grief for these people that that come into our lives that we know that we see. And and it was just so interesting learning too about uh, specifically Sonny's life after he had passed. We went up meeting his his kids and his uh, nephew and and getting to know more about what his life was like before. And just like the, what was his life like? Um, well, it seemed like he was always kind of, um, he always had kind of like the, that like, um, I don't know how to say it without swearing, but no fucks, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no fucks to give. Mm -hmm. Like that was always his, his personality, certainly when he was, um, hanging around with us, but also when he was hanging around with, uh, or when he was taking care of his kids. And that was really, it was really funny to see like the ways that, um, you know, personalities don't change over time and if they do it's because of usually trauma mm-hmm. um but you know it was it was really interesting and, and we got to see some pictures of him when he was a, a younger man and so it was it was really interesting to just get to know for us to share our experiences with Sonny and for his family to share their experiences and for us to get to know a little bit more about this person that we both knew um, but just at different phases of his life. Well, wow. Another interesting fact, too, is like I do think he was like into bodybuilding at one point in his life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember seeing some pictures of him like really, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, I I remember him as kind of like he was like in his 50s, I think, um, and a hunched over type person. And to see him like just strutting like you think of, you know, those 80s bodybuilders, mm-hmm. it's exactly what he looked like. It was such a trip to be like, that's the sunny that I knew that's I mean good for him yeah, yeah. and and shorty believe it or not people have told me shorty was a dancer and when no one knew that I didn't know that yeah yeah um I I can believe it though um you know he like I said he was super fashionable I could definitely see him like busting out some dance moves mm-hmm. um while you know just wearing the flyest shit so mm-hmm. I can believe and in it. shape you know it was another thing that was really noticeable about um was shorty shorty where he stayed ripped and I was like <laughs> I don't know how he's doing and I'm like I look at a, a, a you know a pizza and I get 500 pounds this guy was always very well maintained and health wise and which is a very unique thing to do in being on the streets to be still in that kind of physical physicality so yeah. I have to say that was another thing that was very different with them so Absolutely. Uh, yeah so these are the uh, the individuals these are the people that when you see on the street there's more to them than just what people have made them out to be or to discard them or make them into these pariahs or these criminals as, uh, as, as community members and politicians right now because it's an election time is creating this kind of um, 
uh, subculture or sub uh, narrative that these people are dangerous or they need to be locked in or they need to be put away somewhere. Yeah. And and just to add to that, I mean, I talked about how gentrification causes unhoused or causes homelessness. And, and on top of that, the gentrification that is happening in Little Tokyo also not only creates folks that are unhoused, it continues to criminalize and make it even harder to exist as an unhoused person. And we see that time and time again. We see people passing you know, laws, including new spaces as 4118 zones, that make it illegal for you to sit, sleep, and lie as an unhoused person um, in certain areas. And so that is uh, that is because they don't want to see that. The, these NIMBYs are saying, we don't want to see that. We want to have this. We, we want to see the world as it is not, mm-hmm. right? And so we will force our will upon people so that we don't have to um, witness the death and destruction. Uh, you know, unhoused people, are still going to exist. They still have to go somewhere. And that just means that you're displacing them and causing even more violence upon them. And yeah, and that leads to death. And we've seen that. And unfortunately, it's it's heartbreaking. Our second guest is Mario, also from J-Town Action Solidarity. Hi, my name is Mario. I uh, organize with J-Town Action Solidarity out of Little Tokyo. Uh, we operate on First and Judge ISO every Saturday, 2 to 5. We've been serving the unhoused community here in Little Tokyo and uh, for almost three years now. And uh, in that time, we have lost many people we know, many people we care about, from the uh, encampment where we initially started serving that got swept by Kevin DeLeon uh, in March, I think, of last year. Or was that two years ago? They tried to get us out of there as well, but we continue and press on and we still see the same people that they claim to have housed. We see them coming around. We know they did not get housed. Uh, it's how we were able to see very clearly what, uh, what actually sweeps are and how they are uh, ineffective, violent, and uh, they're not the approach we need to take. Uh, and unfortunately, we have people that we are mourning to, to prove it. And we, we hold those memorials with, with Theo and we the unhoused, and we're really appreciative for that, uh, for that service. One of the things that really uh, struck, because there was, as you correct, there's been a lot of people that have passed away around in our encampment, our community. But one of the things, the flashpoints that really, I think, set a, a tipping scale on unhoused uh, community as well as the activist community was the on the same day death of two friends that had it was a unique story would you like to talk a little bit about that yeah yeah our friends uh anthony and sunny long-term little tokyo residents much earlier than we came around i think sunny lived in little tokyo for about seven or eight years by the time we uh started doing our work here anthony I think it's around the same time. So when we talk about them, we are talking about long-term residents uh, of our community. And that's one of the things, as we memorialize our lost loved ones, we want to send the message again that like public safety is not something that should be uh, weaponized against unhoused people. It's actually, you know, they are the most vulnerable community. Yeah, we, we, we want public safety that includes everybody and, and that considers uh, everybody who lives in a community to be a resident of that community. Thank you very much for your time and your memories, Sydney and Mario.
We'll be back with more from Weedy and House with two more important stories on Unhouse News. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Welcome back to Woody and House. I'm your host, Theo Henderson. And here are our top story about house news. A serial killer who murdered Jose Bolano, 37, Sean Alvarez, 52, and Mark Diggs, 62, was caught by accident. 33-year-old Jared Joseph Powell was arrested in connection of Howell's victim, Nicholas Simulon's robbery and murder. Powell murdered the unhoused while they were sleeping. Law enforcement connected Powell's BMW and firearm to the unhoused in the space of a week. 
law enforcement officials believe he has murdered before. Our second story is an example of a frustration many in-house people go through in seeking services. Weedy in-house place they call for locations on winter shelters. According to LASA, that's Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority, if you don't know, their number is 211. It is supposed to be a resource number for the unhoused community. This is how far I got. Hello, you've reached 211 Los Angeles County. For services in English, please say English. 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 I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. English. I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. English. English. Now imagine, temperatures dropping, you're in need of a warm place to stay, your phone battery is dying, and you dial 211 and you receive this type of service. How would you feel if city leaders, NIMBYs, and law enforcement say that you are resistant to services? Incidentally, the number to report on unhoused people is 311. There is no number to report on housed vigilantism except 211 to obtain services. And that's unhoused news. The war on the unhoused is on every front. Be sure to check out our next episode, The RV Blues. The primary players will be Mayor Bass and Venice Councilwoman Tracy Parks, who are targeting the unhoused community. They are doing so by using explosive language, which criminalizes RV dwellers who are one step away from being on the streets. Stay with us. We're going to have our very first Can You See Me Memorial on iHeartRadio. Five unhoused people a day die in Los Angeles, a number which has drastically increased and will not end unless key conditions are addressed. The community lost vital members of society due to societal scorn and indifference. Here are some of the names we hope hold in their memory. Dakota Carey, 24, asthma attack. Dennis Healy, COVID-19 overdose. Q, murdered, unsolved. Daniel Walker, sepsis. Lorenzo Lewis, hit by a drug driver. Trayvon O'Brien, accidental overdose. Clemente Delgado, Mr. Ivan, Terry Mason Kendrick, Mike Flo, Mike Baldwin, Jordan Neely, killed by a vigilante, Victor, killed by LAPD, was approved for housing. 
Olivia, murdered by a drunk driver. Aaliyah Shepard. Aaron Phillips. Aaron David. Abdiel Duran. Abel Sosa. Abigail Cowell. Adam Sanfratello. Aisha Butler. Albert Cruz. Ala Jawan Aline. Asep Henderson. Albert Nunez. Benson Williams. Bernadette Perez. Cara Doris. Amanda Lowe. Amanda Amaya. Amanda Hughes. Amber Sutherland. Amber Angelino. Amin Abdullah. Amin Amhadi. Amy Nelson. Anna Hernandez. Anna Rosa. Andre Moody. Andre Bridget. Andre Green. Andre Brown. Andrea Ortega. Andrew Fernandez. Andrew Hill. Andrew Esparza. Andrew Prenat. Angel Ruidas. Angel Olivero. Angel Roa. Angela Wedgworth. Anne Dewey Lay. Anna Aquiliana. Anthony Lampkin. Anthony Larson. Anthony Stevens. Anthony Kennedy. Anthony Arzate. Anthony Jeffries. Anthony Jones. Anthony Carter. Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith. Anthony Esparza. Anthony Nunley. Anthony Valdez. Anthony Duval. Anthony Wells. Anthony Wilderson Jr. Anthony Siebel. Anthony Rogers. Anthony Puentes. Antonio Mendoza. Antonio Guterres. Antonio Rakin. Antonio Flores. Adarel Peguez. April Easley. Arsino J. Dominguez.
Archie Benavides, Argeni Castro, Ariel Jimenez Serrate, Ariel Moran, Arik Kerrigan, Arlene Krikorian, Armando Navarro, Armin Marquian, Arnaldo M. Silva, Arthur Saunders, Arthur Conan, Artidoro Gamers Camacho, Artis Wilson, Artur Somas, Arturo Herrera, Aurelio G. Guterres, Austin Fowler, Baby Boy the Sorchus, Baby Boy Gonzalez, Barbara Dickey, Barrett Almas, Belinda Irving, Bimnet Grabecres Pistos, Benjamin Cervantes, Benjamin Trevino, Benjamin Denman, Benny Mitchell, Benson Williams, Bernadette Perez, Bernard Williams, Bernard Andrews, Bernard Love, Billy Skaggs, Brad Scott, Bradley DePinto, Brandon Reed, Brandon Martinez, Brandon Brown, Brandon Beheimer, Ryan I, Brian McDonald, Brian Ackhart, Brian Hacker, Brian Hendrickson, Brian Stidham, Bridget Boykan, Brittany Stevens, Brooke Schwab, Brian Aparicio, Brian Cardado, Burley Chester, Byron Mack, Caden Kelly, Calvin Hall, Calvin Shaw Sr., Cameron Kennedy, Cara Doris, Carlos Martinez, Carlos Escargara, Carlos Rivera, Carlos Valdez, Carlos Villanueva, Carlos Gonzalez, Carlos Lopez, Carlos Ignacio, Carlos Casca, Carlton Searcy Cooper,
Carmen Leon. Carol Seguin. Carol Sanders. Carolyn Cannon. Carrie Morton. Caesar Godoy. Caesar Perez. Chantel Ernest. Sherry Brown. Charlene Ochoa. Charles Konowalski IV. Charles Schaefer. Charles Jordan. Charles Peoples. Charles Winfield. Charles Davis. Charlie Winfield. Charlie Zamora. Charlie Sir Ng. Chase Bogan. Chase Ferry Stafford. Chastity Barrow. Chastity Milner. Chelsea Morrison. Chester Anthony. Cheyenne Martin. Shi Tron. Shi Ongyang Figueroa. Chris Beach. Chris Hopa. Christian Santiago. Christian Fisher. Christian Torres. Christian Herman. Christian Kerrigan. Christine Lee. Christopher Wilcox. Christopher Gill. Christopher Wolfson Saget. Christopher Braun. Christopher Flores. Christopher White. Christopher Cushley. Christopher Adams. Christopher Marlboro. Christopher Street. Christopher Vega. Claddy Williams. Clarence Driver. Clayton Williams Jr. Cleo Lewis. Clifton Jasper. Cody Dennis. Cody Half. Colin McDees. Colin Douglas. Concepcion Carrasco. Conrado Gomez. Coretta Pendarvis. Corinne Clark. Corey Jones. Corey Hubbard. Craig Battles. Craig Pitchfork. Craig Hamilton. Christian Moyeka. Christian Ariola Gomez. 
Cruz Medina. Mwa, Hatermak Tello. Kuka Harriman. Kurt Baron. Curtis Lucian. Cynthia Moreno. Time does not permit me to say every name on this episode. Suffice it to say, the importance of Can You See Me Memorial is to show the community the weight and the number of people who have left. The war on the unhoused continues. Please join us for episode three, The RV Blues. We Unhoused is a production of iHeartRadio. It is written, hosted, and created by me, Theo Henderson. Our producers are Jamie Loftus, Lyra Smith, and Katie Fisher. Our editor is Adam Wong, and our logo art is also by Katie Fisher. Thanks for listening. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care and we'll see you there.